This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This podcast is brought to you by Midland Radio USA, your leader in overlanding and off-road communications. Also, join the brigade at truckbrigade.com, the best of the best for off-road and overlanding gear. Rigid Industries Off-Road Lighting, own the night with Rigid. Radar Tires, an active supporter of the Breast Cancer Research Foundation and manufactured carbon neutral since 2013. Smittybill Off-Road, providing high-quality products built for living the off-road lifestyle. Welcome to the Anderson Overland Podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Anderson Overland Podcast. My name is Joey Anderson. Once again, back for another great time with you guys and uh i just first of all want to say thank you to those of you that have stuck around and have been loyal to to the podcast and what i am doing with this thing and uh these last two years uh it's two years this month that um that we started this whole shebang and uh it's crazy that uh you know we've put in gosh almost 50 episodes and i've never missed uh, an episode. I've never, ever, uh, not uploaded one. So, um, thank you guys, uh, for supporting me and sticking around all this time uh, through the, uh, the terrible ones and the great ones. Cause I know there's been both, <laughs> but Hey, today I want to talk about what kind of protection that you guys use and that I use while we're out on the trail, uh, while we're out four wheel, four wheeling out in this gorgeous country that we live in. Um, amidst all the uh, Second Amendment and all the political BS that's going on in the news right now, um, you know, not to dis- discount, uh, you know, some of these horrific incidents that have happened lately. Um, but you know what? All the more uh, reason in my my viewpoint to carry and to have something on you uh, to protect your family because you never know. People are absolutely losing their ever loving minds. And I'll tell you what, I would rather have one and not, you know, not wonder, uh, what's going to happen if I don't. So, uh, what's that saying? Uh, it's like, uh, 
you'd rather have a gun than and not need it than need one and not have it. Um, and that's exactly how I feel. Um, I even have my wife on board now, uh, which is good. And she's, uh, she's carrying a, a, a firearm, uh, everywhere she goes. And, um, you know, it makes me feel a lot better, especially when I'm not with her and the kids, <clears throat> just, uh, you know, as crazy as everybody's getting right now and all the craziness in the world, it's, um, it's, it's a very good thing to, uh, to look into if you haven't. Um, and it's very, uh, you know, uh, mind, um, calming thing to have when you're in a sticky situation, um, or, you know, in an area where you're a little nervous about being in and uh, to have a firearm on you is very important. And it's a a very big responsibility as well. You know, I want to, I want to preface this with, you know, carrying a firearm, you better know what the hell you're doing. You better have had some training. Um, and if you're going to carry and be responsible to carry, you better have some insurance of some sort because, um, People will come back on you, uh, you know, civilly if you um, have to have to use it on somebody. But mainly, uh, I carry it out. You know, I mean, I carry it everywhere, everywhere I go now. Uh, but mainly, my biggest concern is when we're out in the middle of nowhere and uh, there's nobody around but us. And you hear about these crazy stories, especially with all the cartel and everything coming across the border and all this weirdness going on. You just never know who's going to be out there with you and who you're going to run into. Um, you know, there's been plenty of times we've run into people out in the middle of nowhere or we've been camping and in the middle of the night, you know, somebody comes up out of nowhere and, and camps next to us or near us, uh, where it's kind of within your trust circle, you know, and, and, uh, there's been a couple of times where I've uh, locked and loaded, you know, in the tent and, um, rolled the window down to see what the hell was going on out there and kept a close eye on some people. And, um, you know, it is, it is our responsibility as leaders of our household or, you know, uh, parents or whoever to guard our children. Um, and if you're single and you're out there by yourself, you know, it's your responsibility to, to protect yourself too, you know, and, uh, um, a knife ain't going to do it. You know, if, um, uh, you don't want to bring a knife into a gun battle. Um, <laughs> so anyways, I just wanted to kind of talk about what I carry, what I'm comfortable with and my experiences uh, with it. Um, there's been a couple times also where we've come into camp in the middle of the night and, and uh, had no idea that there was a, a massive animal uh, in camp because we didn't leave any lights on and we'd been out trail running all day long and you come back and there's this massive uh, animal next to you in the dark that you don't know about. And uh, I've had that happen a couple times and it's definitely, uh, you know, make the, the hair on your neck stand up and definitely a little, a little intimidating and I don't want to have a bad experience. So I carry most of the time a nine millimeter, uh, Sig Sauer is my go-to, uh, company. I know there's, you know, the Glocks and Rugers and Smith and Wesson and all these other companies out there. And I know a lot of people swear by Glock. It, it, it's not that I'm not supportive of Glock or I don't like that product. To be honest with you, it just doesn't fit in my hand. And so I've got big old massive hands. I'm a big old gangly tall looking dude. And, uh, the six hour, uh, platform fits my hand a lot more and it's, it's, uh, something that I can shoot very well. Um, when we're out on the trail, I carry the, uh, P365. Um, it's not available. Uh, it's not a, a rostered gun in California. California has these stupid laws and, um, there's some guns that are not on their list that you can own in California. And so, as soon as I got to Arizona several years ago now, I, what, gosh, almost four years now ago, uh, I went out and bought two six hour nine millimeters. I bought a three, six, five, which is a, a compact, um, 
concealed carry uh, application or platform, I should say. And I also bought a P320 nine millimeter, which is a subcompact, uh, a little bit bigger frame. And uh, actually, I'm, I have it for sale right now because uh, I'm not using it, I'm not, not shooting it at all. And it's just sitting in my safe and I carry my 365 all over the place and I can shoot that 365 a lot better than the 320 for some reason. Um, and so that's that's my go to that that 365 goes with me everywhere. And it has been a great little firearm, a little uh, sidearm to, to keep out on the trail to take with you. It's not heavy. It's super easy to conceal, super comfortable to have on your person. And that's just been my go-to. So, um, you know, the Glock uh, application, I think it's like the uh, the Glock 17, super great firearms. Like I said, they just don't fit my hand. And I just, you know, I prefer something that I can have control over and really shoot well. So if, if I could recommend anything to you guys, um, if you're looking at going into the firearms realm, uh, you know, to protect yourself while you're camping and things, Definitely, you know, it doesn't matter what you have. Um, I mean, obviously, there's some crappy companies out there that you don't want to play with and that are, you know, on my humble opinion, are dangerous to have just because the reliability of them. Um, But, uh, you know, Glock, Ruger, Sig Sauer, H&K, even, you know, Smith & Wesson uh, has some some good... um, uh, some good firearms. Uh, I like Kimber Springfield armory, uh, stuff, those, you know, they're high end H and K, uh, Springfield, uh, Kimber, you know, uh, Sig Sauer They're Those are really high end companies and you're going to pay for what you get. Um, but if you're looking at something, you know, a little bit more budget friendly, look at Smith and Wesson or Ruger. Um, I don't think you want to play with like Taurus or any of those companies, uh, the lower end stuff. They're just kind of trash in my opinion. Uh, Glock obviously is a higher end company, um, but they're very, very affordable. So most of their models, but they make a really high, high quality product. Um, but Sig Sauer, um, you know, like I said, you're going to get what you pay for. They are expensive. Uh, and I'm not going to beat around the bush. Um, Sig makes a great, great product and I stand by, uh, their warranties and uh, you know, they're, they're just a great, great firearm. So anyways, that's what I carry. And I would say, make sure that you get something, like I said, uh, to circle back here, uh, you know, get something that fits your hand that you can shoot. Um, you know, you could even go to some of these firearms companies and, uh, they, some of them have indoor ranges and you can test that firearm before you even purchase it. You know, just ask them, Hey, I want to see what this feels like. Um, or, you know, see if you can find a friend that has the model that you're kind of looking at that you dig and see if you can shoot it and, um, you know, practice with it a couple times before you uh, purchase one, you know, that way you can make sure that what you're getting is, is the real deal and, and is what you, you know, what you're looking to do. So yeah, that's, uh, that's important. Also, um, you know, there's safety courses you can take. Um, I I've had my CCW, which is a concealed carry, uh, weapons permit in California and in Arizona. Um, when I came over from California to Arizona, I had to uh, give up my CCW in California because you have to have residency in California to maintain one. But I had one in California for almost 10 years. And then when I came to Arizona, I got one in Arizona, but not because I had to have one in Arizona. Um, Arizona is a constitutional carry state, which means you don't have to have a, a CCW to carry here. And you can open carry in, in Arizona as well, which I don't do is I don't, I don't think that's smart. Um, but the Arizona CCW allows you to carry in uh, concealed carry in Utah and Nevada and all sorts of different states. And a lot of times we are in Vegas for doctor's appointments and in Utah traveling and other states and stuff. 
Um, and that allows me to carry legally in those states, um, especially driving in and out of Las Vegas. It's a pretty sketchy uh, town. There's a lot of sketchy parts that um, sometimes you got to drive through to get around, get around traffic. And um, honestly, I've been lost in Vegas <laughs> several times, you know, just getting to know the city. And I was at SEMA show this last year and got towed in a super sketchy part of town and had to go to another super sketchy part of town to get my car. And uh, you know what? Uh, you definitely want to carry in those, those areas. So um, highly recommend it. Uh, to get a CCW if you're in California or Arizona, um, whatever state or area you're in, if they allow that, I would definitely take advantage of it. Um, but like I said before, it is a massive responsibility to carry a firearm and you really need to know what you're doing. You know, people around you are going to be depending on you if you pull that thing out and, and uh, you know, go to town with it. Um, you know, it's, it's a, it's a massive responsibility. So make sure you guys do things right. Make sure you have things in place to protect you legally. If, uh, you know, you have to use your firearm, God forbid you ever have to. Um, but if you have to, um, you know, towards a human, uh, attacker or something, then, uh, you want to make sure that you've got insurance and, um, you know, legal representation to cover you because, um, it can get real sticky. So, but in the woods, you know, I, I, to be honest with you, I'm more afraid of people than I am of animals when we're out camping and stuff, but I have had some, some predator type animals come into camp and come close to us. And, uh, it definitely makes you feel better knowing that you got something to at least put up a fight. If something starts to, you know, turn, turn South on, on you and you got your family with you and, and your, uh, your animals and stuff too. So I would highly recommend, you know, being prepared in that way when you're camping. So uh, my go-to, like I said, is the P365 for a sidearm. My other go-to uh, when we're camping as far as a rifle, um, I like to, you know, sometimes have a rifle with me. And I, I take a Henry Model X lever action in 45 long colt. And that thing, I'll tell you what, will put down a bison. Uh, and you know what? Sometimes you want to have a, a big punch, you know, a, a big power punch with you. And um, so I carry that as a backup. And it is just an incredible platform. I, I bought a Henry um, Golden Boy 357 and 38 Special Combination Rifle Lever Action a while back, and I loved that that gun. And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna get a hold of one of these X models. And the X model is their more tactical, um, like hunter type, not so historical looking uh, lever action. And man, it's awesome. Um, you know, you can carry an AR-15 and, you know, shotguns and whatever else you want to carry. Um, but that's what I carry. Uh, the, the lever action 45 long Colt Henry, it has a big punch to put down something real big. Um, the 365 nine millimeter put down a, uh, you know, a person if you needed to, obviously. Um, but not really something you want to be shooting at a large predator. Um, that's basically, you're going to be just pissing them off unless you're a really good shot. Um, so I carry a rifle too, just to, to make sure I've got something that'll pack a punch if I need to, because I definitely don't want to be playing the game any further after the first round goes off. <laughs> so, um, you know, whether, whatever it, it may be. So, um, another thing that you really need to be, be, uh, careful of and responsible with obviously is your children when you're carrying, 
Robin and I are very, very careful around our kids. We always, always, always lock up our firearms. Whenever we get home, um, it goes into one spot. It's locked away in a safe. The kids don't have access, no passwords or nothing to uh, that safe or any others in the, in the house. And um, we know we're, we, we have the routine where, you know, you walk through the door of the garage, that firearm goes into a safe, safe place. And, um, you know, sometimes if there's a lot of people out here partying for the weekend around us, you know, I'll keep it out of the safe, but I'll keep it in a spot where the kids don't know where it is. Um, it's up high and they can't have access to it, but I can. And I know exactly where it is. So things to prepare for, like I said, you know, take this or leave it. You know, I know some people are totally against firearms and uh, I would probably be safe to say that 90% of the people that listen to this podcast are, are uh, 2A friendly people. Um, you're, uh, you know, probably uh, America loving patriots and uh, God fearing humans. And, and this is something that you agree with. And if you don't, that's fine too. You know, move on to the next podcast. Uh, that's fine with me. I'm going to be straight up with you guys and everything that I, I say and, um, you know, and talk about on here. And uh, I figured it'd, it'd be a good, uh, you know, a good important subject to talk about. And, um, you know, there's things that you can put in place that that aren't firearms. Obviously, I mean, I've heard of people putting stuff down with a freaking, uh, <laughs> a freaking, uh, you know, compound bow or uh, which is, you know, pretty powerful in itself. Um, and, uh, you know, knives and everything else. But um, I prepare I prepare myself with firearms and, uh, that's just how I roll and you roll how you feel is best for your family. But having protection out there is the, the name of the game. And that's, the, you know, the, the reason I want to do this podcast is make sure that you guys have some sort of protection, some sort of emergency, um, you know, equipment, uh, EMS, emergency uh, medical supplies, um, that you can, you know, provide for your family. If, if something happens, I mean, God forbid, you're out in the middle of nowhere. I, I know I've been out way in the hell off, you know, pavement, you know, by hours and hours uh, of driving down dirt roads and you're the only ones out there and there's no cell service. And gosh, if something traumatic happened, a, a laceration or some kind of traumatic injury or sickness of some sort, you definitely want to make sure you're prepared with something to at least buy you some time because, uh, y- you know, you may be able to dial 911 if you can catch another tower um, all the cell towers, the way that it's supposed to work, just so you guys know, if you don't have a cell signal from, you know, say your carrier is Verizon and there's an AT&T tower nearby, you should be able to catch that tower if you dial 911, no matter what the service um, company is for that tower. So um, if you're able to dial 911 and you're in a remote area, make sure you, you prepare yourself to talk to the 911 dispatchers, let them know where you're at. Uh, obviously, try and give them every description that you can about where you're, you know, you're camping and how you got there. And as well as uh, one of the most important things you can provide them is GPS coordinates. Um, you can get GPS coordinates right off of Google maps. Um, uh, you know, off, even offline maps, you can get it off Gaia GPS, Onyx off road. Uh, most, most any GPS, um, um, you know, application, as long as you have offline maps and you're able to navigate with that application without cell service, which um, I'm sure most of you guys know how to do that. Um, but GPS coordinates is very important or, uh, um, you know, uh, landmarks, mountains, uh, canyons, valleys, things like that, that, you know, if they're sending a helicopter out to you, which nine times out of 10, they're going to, if you're out in a remote area like that, um, those are things that you can look for and give them to let them know where you're at. 
So EMS supplies, not only, you know, like I said, this whole time, firearms or some sort of physical protection, um, but supplies for, for medical emergencies, um, a plan, make sure you guys have a plan, GPS coordinates, all that good stuff all comes into play. Whatever you can provide 911 uh, to find you the quickest is, is so important. Um, another thing too that I would recommend that you do to protect your family is to let friends or family know where you're going to be, what area you're going to be in. If I'm out wheeling with my daughter or, you know, my son and my wife, you know, is back at the house or whatever, um, you know, I let somebody know, Hey, we're in this area. I might not have a cell signal. Um, you know, this is the road that we came down and we're going to be out here for a couple hours and that, you know, and I'm planning on being out of here by, you know, 5 PM and heading back or, you know, I'm, I'm planning on being back to camp by, you know, no later than dinner time or whatever. So that way, if you don't return, people know where to go looking for you. Um, and, uh, super important. I can tell you on, you know, the, the few searches, uh, that I've been on in my fire career and, and, uh, medical emergencies out in the middle of nowhere. I'll tell you what, having that information has been the difference between life and death for some pre- some people and, uh, super important. So make sure that you guys talk to your families, make sure everybody has a plan. Everybody knows what's going on. Communication is the biggest breakdown of anything. So make sure that all your family members know, okay, if this happens, if we got it would get caught in some kind of weather storm or uh, medical emergency, or we have someone come into camp that we don't know that's threatening us or an animal, this is what we're going to do. Um, just like you have a fire plan at your home, you know, to evacuate your home when there's a fire or some type of, um, you know, natural disaster or something here uh, where you live or, or there where you live, I should say. Um, make sure you guys have a plan out on the trail just as you would here at home. So very important to do. Highly recommend it. Um, some of the emergency items that you could you could take with yourself is, you know, things like trauma dressings, splints, um, tape, um, you know, trauma dressings uh, as far as, you know, like gauze and, um, you know, uh, trauma uh, pads like dressings for, you know, uh, big lacerations. Um, another thing that that I carry with me is um, uh, the gauze that causes a coagulation with your your uh, or clotting. I'm sorry. Um, blood clot. Um, I think it's called quick clot. It's a gauze that you can stuff into a hole or some kind of um, injury where you're going to be losing a lot of blood. And uh, and make sure you guys also um, know how to use those things. Um, I carry a tourniquet and some other things because I'm trained in them and I know how to use them. And, uh, you know, if you don't know how to use something, make sure that you learn because the last thing you want to do is be out there and have an emergency and be, you know, your head spinning like a top and not be able to know how to use something. Um, we, we bring a de choker. Um, so if, you know, one of the kids chokes or even an adult, um, we can, you know, very quickly get that, that item dislodged, um, from their throat, their airway. And, uh, you know, like I said, trauma dressings and things, I got all that stuff, tourniquet, um, the quick clot stuff and, uh, you know, stuff even just, as minute as Advil and band-aids and things like that, that you might need Pepto-Bismol and, um, and things for, uh, for being out there when you're away from the store or away from people and, and you might need something like that. So, 
Um, if you guys have any questions on on what uh, I recommend as far as a list, please reach out to con contact and contact me. I would be more than happy to provide you with the list that we use, the stuff that we keep on our rigs at all times. Uh, my email is andersonoverland at gmail.com. So you can get a hold of me on Instagram or Facebook as well. Uh, feel free. I would be more than happy to do that for you. And, um, you know, with our firearm, I always keep extra ammunition, a couple extra magazines. Um, I never keep my gun chambered um, just because uh, I carry it inside the hip and I don't want to blow my nuts off accidentally. <laughs> it's just something that's always in the back of my head. I train and train and train on uh, racking around into the chamber very quickly. And so I have the confidence to know that if something hits the fan, I can get one chambered very quickly within seconds um, and uh, within milliseconds and, you know, and be able to go to town if I need to. So make sure you guys train with your weapons too. know your, your, whatever it is, a knife or a bow or even a slingshot for God's sakes, train with that stuff. No, uh, excuse me, no, how to use the tools that you have, just like you do with camping. You know how to use your your stove. You know how to use your shovel. You know how to use your, you know, stupid stuff. I know it sounds ridiculous, but um, make sure you know what you're doing. Um, because I'll tell you what, one thing I've learned uh, from being in the fire service is, you know, when crap hits a fan and your natural instinct is to start, you know, your anxiety's up, your adrenaline's going, natural instinct is to just, you know, freak out and you have to really maintain and manage your mental status and relax and think about what you're doing and what's going on and handle it. And, uh, the same goes with, you know, anything out on the trail, even something as, as, uh, you know, as common as, as breaking down or getting stuck, people can get really flustered and can cause uh, a lot of stress on them. Um, and you know, which could become a, mer- a medical emergency because you're not sitting there for a moment and gathering your thoughts and relaxing for a second. Um, you know, I always tell my guys when we're going to a, a fire uh, that has a known rescue and people hanging out the window and fire blowing out the window on the other side or whatever it is, we're not going to respond to that fire really any differently than we responded to the fire that was just a room and contents in a bedroom uh, the week before. Um, there's just different things, different priorities and different processes. Um, but we're going to approach it the same way, um, as we did before. And, uh, you know, it's just, there's just different elements involved. Obviously if we have a rescue, we're going to move a little quicker and, you know, there's different modes of attack and things that we go into rescue mode and things. If you're a firefighter, you guys know that. But the, the point I'm trying to make is, uh, it calms your mind, um, to think, okay, look, this is a fire, just like the fire we had last week. You know, this is a, a breakdown, just like we had last week, or this is a, a flat tire, just like we had last year, or whatever. And you really got to got to think. Okay, there's no reason for me to get worried. It's maybe it's raining out, maybe it's nighttime, and you're broke down somewhere out off the trail. You really just got to calm your mind and think. Okay, this is no different than last time. What do I need to do to get myself out of this situation? I need to, you know. Uh, figure out a way to entertain my kids for an hour or, you know, feed them or whatever I got to do. And then I'm going to start approaching this. And if you're, you know, by yourself and your wife isn't able to help you, then, you know, figure out ways to make things happen uh, safely, you know, and um, that's what the, the game's all about is be calm, think clearly, act decisively. Those of you guys in the fire service recognize those things <laughs> and, uh, you know, and go to work and get it done and, um, and be safe doing it. So 
yeah, so that's uh, what I wanted to talk about today and just kind of give you guys a, a, a you know, a kind of a view into my mindset and what I carry with us and why. And, um, you know, like I said, the Sig Sauer uh, firearm is just a very reliable platform as well. Glock is very reliable. H&K is very reliable. Those higher end companies. Um, and I, I will pay the extra money for the reliability because I want it to work every time. I don't want to worry about it. I don't want to worry about, um, you know, the accuracy or whatever, especially, um, you know, in, uh, an emergency. So definitely check out those companies. You know, uh, if you guys need help that way too, any recommendations, feel free to reach out. I really appreciate you guys. Once again, please leave me any feedback that you can. I know there's been, uh, a ton of, of, um, opportunities to do that for you guys when you've been, you know, looking through prod podcasts and stuff. And, um, I'd really appreciate just a couple seconds to give me a review. Uh, I don't care if it's negative or positive because it just allows me to be better and to grow and just to, to make better content for you guys. I hope you guys are still enjoying the podcast. We have some awesome interviews coming up. Um, after expo, um, usually we use, uh, the, the overland expo and Flagstaff coming up here in May, uh, to, to do a, a bunch of, uh, scheduling for the next year for podcasts. And, uh, we've, we've got some other stuff up our sleeve too, that we're working on, uh, some just great, great people to get on here. So just trying to schedule those, uh, right now. And, um, we'll get back into that, that swing of things, uh, as soon as possible. So thank you guys again. Hope you guys have a wonderful, wonderful weekend and enjoy yourselves. It's getting warm out and the weather's been beautiful. And um, you guys take care and we'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.